Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. We are back with a very special episode. Letter Kenny season 10 just dropped on Hulu, and we got the opportunity to catch up with some of these hilarious and impressive stars of the show. Today, we've got Tyler Johnson, Evan Stern, and Melanie Scrivano on to chat all things Letter Kenny. And of course, Anyone who knows me knows the Erper inside of me had to slip in some bits of Winona Erp here and there. So without any further ado, enjoy the episode. All right. Ooh, thank hey, you. Everybody. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Letter Kenny season 10. That's what's up. Woo. Wow. It's incredible. You guys have a marathon day today, I assume. Yeah, but I mean, this is the one that we're looking forward to. We were looking forward yeah, to this weeks ago. We, talk, we, we circled this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We appreciate that. I mean, let's kick it off. There's absolutely nobody like Stuart Rold and Mrs. McMurray, three amazingly unique characters heightened by how each of you just absolutely fucking send it every episode with the antics that are written on the script. So fucking hilarious. But my question is, have you guys ever had any dialogue together? I know you've been in the same room and definitely in the same scenes. But have you guys had any dialogue? There's one scene yeah. where they're talking to me and I go like this. Yeah. And that's all. I don't think I say anything. You remember this, Who's Mel? Talking to you? You're talking yeah. to someone and I'm doing that to you, though. Yes. And I remember but this because I remember you being outside. like, stop that. And it was you <laughs> saying stop that, not Miss McMurray. <laughs> it's creepy what you do, bro. I know. Were we outside in lunch? Yes. Yes, we were outside the first, so we got kicked yeah. out of our first location, the um, that dollar store, and that's the location that we were at, <laughs> the first the first dollar store. Parking yes. lot. You guys got kicked out of the location of the first We've been kicked store. out of, I don't know how oh. many locations now. Brian, Maybe. we're bad to the bone, buddy. We wouldn't, we wouldn't <laughs> get it, but we are bad. We can't hold the location. Oh. Why do you think Modine's is burned down three times? <laughs> <laughs> wow, the I've never even thought of that. things on fire. <laughs> Well, the more and more the seasons go on, the clicks actually do hang out more. And one of my favorite scenes is when Dirks cheats on Katie and you guys all go from having a dance party to mm. absolutely storming to beat him up. And that's one of my favorite scene. Favorite. How was that filming that? Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. The uh, we did a we did a basically one shot where we all pulled up in the back of pickup trucks, maybe two pickup trucks. So. You know, they threw us in the back of a truck. We all got to shoot the crap uh, in the back of the truck. And uh, it didn't really feel like we were filming that day. We just Tyler and I just like to be invited, right? Like, I feel like when we're sitting in the back of the truck and everyone else is there, we're just giggling. Like, we're yeah. so excited that we're, we're allowed to be, to be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do they know that the skits are here? They let us out of the basement? The sun's yeah, not going to kill us? <laughs> it was nice. I remember being that dance thing. I remember we shot two versions that's right one we just shot and then jacob's like scrivano get out mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like Whoa, why he's like ah we don't know if we can get you back for the, <laughs> the fight so we had to shoot two versions i yeah. do remember that yeah it was so funny it was yeah, funny because the next episode you're at lunch and then you beat up his cousins and yep. that's great too because that's the next season that's like going from the finale of one to the premiere of the mm. other which i absolutely loved yeah, you guys do a great job of that, like kind of continuing the finale of the previous season right in the beginning of the next season and kind like of flashing back to it is usually yeah, how it transitions. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. 
Schwartz's okay. American cousins and you guys have the back and forth. That was one of the best ensemble scenes. The entire cast sits at the uh, at the table and the Denny's or whatever it is. And they have this back and forth with the one guy and you guys all get to get your shots in and it's the back and forth and credit to the one dude, because he just bounces them right back. And he, he was back. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but he showed up that day and he knew every single cue. He was so professional and such a great guy, man. He, he, I could- have that rehearsed when we were sitting in the green room, uh, green room. The, 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 we were sitting over there in the, the table. syrup room. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I actually recorded that whole scene on oh, my really? phone, and I ha- like, and he was just even when we were just doing it in the green room, he was just on, like, he was on fire. Yeah, he killed it. I think that's what happens in this show, though, is people see that we're really prepared and then people Mm -hmm. come twice as prepared as us because they expect it to be so, so tight. And then they end up up blowing us away and we're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) wait, you're going to steal your job. Yeah, you're too good. Yeah, yeah. we're the same body type, me and him, too. So I was pretty worried. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Spot on, spot on. You look very good. Season eight, you're you're pretty jacked and oiled up. Yeah, I was certainly oiled up. Yeah, there's no no lack of oil <laughs> those uh, those episodes. Yeah, and I I was cool with that. Evan actually applied the oil for me, which I, I really did. Liked. I did. It, usually, I'm applying it to his hair, but this time I got to apply it to his sculpted. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is friendship. Yeah, that yeah. is friendship. It's also it's also not true, but uh, it's also not true. No, the professional <laughs> costume department and exactly, makeup yeah, department did a great job. Take care of that for us. Boiling me. So I guess one of the questions I had, it's it's kind of related to that scene, but a lot of the scenes fall into this realm. Do you guys find it more difficult to remember your lines for a show like this, where it's just so fast paced back and forth? And even though it takes place in this blue collar setting, all of you at one point or another seem to be like the smartest person in the room and kind of your vocabulary is way up here and it's so quick. Do you find it harder to memorize your lines for, for a show like this? Hmm. It's uh, go ahead, Mel. I think it's rocket science. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Time every time I get a script, I'm like, please only have one line, and then I still manage to forget it because I panic. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, you most of the times your character is drunk, so you're slurring most of these lines. <laughs> well, that's too. what saves me. That's what saves me. And Jacob is constantly like a little less drunk because then, yeah. But I that's the the only thing that saves me. Whereas you guys actually have to say things, and you're yeah. in way more than I am. So you have so much more to worry about. Yeah. It's been an interesting, uh, like, uh, learning experience because a lot of the words that Stuart says are words that I never use in my <laughs> vocabulary. I have a very small vocabulary and I have to Google the words before I go to set. I usually ask Evan how to pronounce them. And, uh, and, uh, we rehearse the heck out of the scenes. Evan and I do the, the scenes like hundreds and hundreds of times because there's so much dialogue and if you show up to set a little unprepared, you don't want to be the person that's oh. holding back the rest of the cast or the rest of the crew. So it's a, not a good feeling on Letterkenny, um, especially because you get like two, three takes. Like you really don't get that many opportunities to screw up. Yeah. Um, not, not really. And I feel like a lot of the times our scenes are relatively, I, I find they're easy for me to memorize because Tyler and I work off each other so much. But then we get up to the point where it's like, oh, we're naming bands. And that's when it's impossible because it's like, well, why would I know that the next line is going to be shadowy yeah. man on a shadowy phantom planet? How could I possibly know that? There's no logic to those parts of the scenes. But the other stuff is like very like, you know. It sounded like a dick smacking a leg. 
<laughs> that is the Mrs. McMurray line. That is a, also a Winona Earp line. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is also big time just a melanie well, speaking, line. yeah yes exactly exactly well, speaking of that mel i can't possibly go through this without saying how big of a fan i am of winona earp i got my shirt on Erper. oh stop it. it oh hell yeah hell yeah i want to thank you um uh, for being such an incredible lead of an amazing kick-ass inclusive show it means so much to so many people it came to me at like a time where i absolutely needed it so thank you and congrats on your d- directorial debut hell yeah Thank you. Thank you. Mm. All of that. And Surreal Estate. I watched that too. Good time. Oh, hey. So yeah, besides that, um, I wanted to talk about, Mal, your amazing cold open with the gin gash and the gash potatoes because oh I was waiting for you to come and I was like, there she is. That I love the cold opens of this show, and, but it's usually them at the house, right? I mean, sometimes it's not, but it was awesome that you got your cold open. I mean, how was that shooting with Dan and Lisa? How were you not breaking the entire time because all three of you were just absolutely in the zone um well just to go back to what evan was saying about learning that was a tough one to learn like that was there was (laughs) i'm not well versed in gin or gashes or drugs and it was all about all of those things and so um it was just literally an exercise in memorization and um and so it was actually it was really fun to finally shoot it was not fun to learn <laughs> because I was so scared of messing it up. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, get, getting to, getting to do a cold open was really fun. Um, yeah. And then, and then uh, doing it. I mean, I work all the time with Dan, but doing it with Lisa was also really fun. Like it was just a great little group and, um, and yeah, I had a blast. At this point in the show, do you and Dan kind of have this deep chemistry that you were kind of forced into because of what your characters need to do on the screen? Is there a lot of time spent off of the set just working through these scenes? How ridiculous can we get it together? No. (laughs) We show up and we say, how are the kids? Good. How are your kids? Good. Great. Let's say some filthy things. Wow. And smack your butt, you could smack mine, and we'll see where things go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's like there's a dialogue about I'm gonna grab your butt here, or like I'm gonna, you know, there's usually some of that, but but most of the time it's yeah, I guess we do kind of have a little bit of a you're probably gonna pick me up and spank me. Yeah, probably. You guys are on the same wavelength for sure. Like it's you awesome. have a mind meld that yeah. happens on set. And you guys didn't know each other before, right, Mel? No, no. Nope. So this is a new, a new relationship. That's pretty cool. A new relationship. <laughs> well, they go for it. Like you guys go wow. for it. It's, it's really impressive. I yeah. would say the only duo who go for it more than us. I would say honestly, so. you guys are, you guys do stuff that I, I don't even think Roland Stewart would ha- do. <laughs> so it's really impressive. To watch. <laughs> well, that's why I thought to ask the question, especially with the physical comedy, because you guys do pick up each other. It, it's not really clearly defined before the scene. You guys just look at each other and are just like, don't take it too far. But most of the things are, are up for grabs here. We actually never yeah. said, don't take it too far. I don't think mm. on yeah. ours. Yeah. <laughs> are you asking Mel? I'm sorry. Mel may have said that, but anybody, anybody can take that. that. Yeah. Cause we do do a lot of picking up as well. Uh, I feel yes. like none of that stuff's written though, is the idea. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the McMurray's and the skids are both able to lift each other up both emotionally and physically throughout the scenes um <laughs> with permission from each other oh my <laughs> goodness i love that yeah 
speaking of the McMurray's until this season, I don't believe Bonnie is in a, a scene with you two at all. Correct. Like oh. if, as if they didn't say Bonnie McMurray, I don't know that you would know that that's their kid besides when Mr. McMurray is trying to get Wayne and yeah, her together. Not, that they're not, she's not our daughter. She's his sister. What? Yeah. She's his sister. Yeah. I feel I know, horrible. It, it, I didn't know that going into it. It, it happens. No, they mention it once, I think. Yeah, in season I one. So no one's little sis- say little sister. Mm. Wow. <laughs> say it enough, I guess. My yeah. next thing was going to say she's too old to be your daughter. First of all, I was going to well, say that. But also <laughs> my my next thing was going to be is I understand why she's not in it, because everything you and him do is so like filthy <laughs> that like yeah. why like why are they doing that with their daughter around? So, wow, that just makes so much more sense. So gross that it's so disgusting. It's gross for everyone, yes. not just. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're okay, pretty disgusting. disgusted by it, too. <laughs> Lighten up. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> it's true. Hi, Erpers. This is Anne. And this is Kevin. You may recognize our voices from some of our other Winona Earp podcasts, such as Why Not and This Erper Life. As well as Tales of the Black Badge and even Earp Sister Feels. And we're really excited to announce that we've started a new Earp podcast. This one will be in addition to the shows we already do. Yes, and it's called, you ready for it? Earpology. We love to rewatch the show over and over again and examine it from all sorts of different angles. No, not us. <laughs> yeah, never. We've never seen it. And <laughs> it's because of this that we've declared ourselves to be herbologists. Yes, it's a, it's a self-appointed title, but uh, you, you folks can use it as well because, you know, all of us just love to go deep, you know, look forward, look back, all of that stuff. You know, so we want to kind of study everything from the show. The characters, you know, the different storylines. We we, we want to have fun going through it. And we want you folks to come along with us. Basically, Kevin and I just can't stop talking about this show. <laughs> there you go. That kind of sums that whole discussion up. <laughs> and we would love for you to join us as fellow herbologists yourselves as we re-examine the show we all know and love. And in the meantime, you can keep an eye on this space for our first episode, as well as follow us on Twitter at herbology underscore pod. And you can also drop us a line at herbologypodcast at gmail.com. We hope to see you soon. One of the other questions I had was way back when, when you guys were auditioning for these roles, were your characters kind of defined? Did the creators, the writers come to you and be like, hey, Mrs. McMurray is going to be this sex crazed person. That's who you're going to have to play role. I know that the character got fleshed out as the seasons progressed, but Tyler, you know, Stuart was kind of Stuart from the get-go. Was it defined when you were auditioning or did you kind of get a feel for the character and navigate it and the character evolved into what it is? Um, well, with Stuart, I um, I knew Jared uh, years prior to Letterkenny, and uh, we did a mini series in Canada together about Don Cherry, the Don Cherry mini story, series. Sorry, he played older Don Cherry, I played younger Don Cherry, so we developed a friendship after that. And he then did the YouTube series where he made a bunch of shorts, and um, he told me he's like, I want to make it into a TV show, and I want you to be the skid. I want you to be this like. Uh, 
you know, cigarette selling, smoking, black uh, nail polish skid guy. And I, I remember just thinking like, yeah, sure, Jared, like, you know, get it made and then we'll talk. And then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, a, a couple of years or months later or whatever, I got the audition and it just said like 30 something or late 20s, 30 something and long black hair, uh, you know, uh, cyber goth. And I just really didn't yeah. think that it was right for me at all. But I threw it on tape. I just went, you know, balls to the wall with it and had so much fun. And then uh, got a call from Jared a couple of weeks later saying, hey, buddy, like we want to offer you the job. Uh, we'd love you to come to Sudbury, Ontario. We're going to put the greasiest, dirtiest wig on you and and you're going to be our uh, basement dweller. So that's kind of how it unfolded for me. And then it's, it's throughout the seasons, he's progressed and progressed and progressed. And of course, and yeah. all these things that like we would never have known it was going to happen. You know, we're DJing, we're dancing, we're weightlifting, we're, uh, you know, doing all these crazy things. Right. When he talked to you initially about it, did you think it was actually going to be a show? Because so many people talk about things. And they're yeah. like, oh, a show. Exactly. And we're having Where a couple of beers. Yeah, sure, buddy. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to do the show you're talking about. He's the first one to ever ever tell me that he was going to make a show. So I did believe him because he's, you know, he's he's the kind of guy who doesn't just. Uh, no, he's a doer. Crap. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I know I do have a show I would like to pitch you three if you're interested. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. we, I, just kidding. I I I'm, like, I'm open to hear anything. Really, That would be point. out of control. I would never do that to <laughs> you guys. <laughs> No. Um, I remember just to go back to the audition question, I uh I had a really fun audition for this. It was also one of those things where it wasn't I don't know, I don't remember uh that it was too clearly defined at the time. Like I think uh it was just the casting director in the room, like it Jared and Jacob weren't um there, but so I think they were just kind of playing around with mrs mcmurray and who she was and um i just remember the casting director was like mr mcmurray mumbles so try one where we just just like maybe like and i just remember doing the whole thing like you literally couldn't i had no yeah yeah yeah, no volume no just and that they gave it to me and then they're like great don't because it's useless but yeah great like but so it was really fun it was really, it was really scary not knowing who the character was and feeling like I was like, oh, I guess I have to figure it out. But obviously I wasn't alone to do that. So that was great. Yeah. But it was, it was fun that they didn't know either. So there was room <clears throat> to, to play. Um, but I, I want to, uh, unless Evan, did you want to go? Uh, you, uh, Evan's not here right now. If you'd like to talk, wait. Do you, you guys want to hear about the audition for this? Is that what the question is? I would, I would love, love to. to hear about Rold's audition. Yeah. So there was no Rold initially. Um, there's just a breakdown for Stuart, and so and mm-hmm. they attach a couple references from the original web series, as everyone's saying. So I went in doing the hockey player style dialogue with Stuart, very much not like just being like oh, this is the audition that I'm auditioning for. Yeah. And it was only well after the fact that uh, they called and were like, we like like what you were doing. We want to do something different with it. There's a character mm-hmm. that's going to be called Rold and he's going to be gay and that's going to be your thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that sounds great. And then it wasn't until like, I think years of doing the show it was like seasons one through two, three, um, that it like Rold started to become obviously the Igor to the, to the Frankenstein's monster. So there was kind of this like, or Frankenstein, I guess you don't have to be the monster. You're both is the thing. Um, 
<laughs> so like I like over time, I think my back got more hunched, my hips got more protruded. Like I just started like being attached to him more. And they were like, okay, I think we can work with this. I think we know what this is now. Like rolled as a is a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. So. It was cool. Like, his, his character being gay was like established in the first episode, and it was kind of like the first <clears throat> note in Letterkenny, where it's like we don't care if you're gay or straight yeah. or, right, yeah. or whatever. It was like, yeah. oh, we accept you for you, you know. And then we make which it, they definitely needed with the whole grinder being the uh, being the foil in the episode, like the grinder right. foil, yeah. and then having like a character that's like, no, we don't care that you're gay. It's just no. like we're just making fun of this thing and this we're just making fun of grinder because you're yeah. on grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I think was important. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Canada, I I assume all three of you are from Canada, correct? Everyone in the show. That's what I thought. That's, yeah. I love that about um, shows in Canada. Hmm? Just miss Dick. I think it's the only one who's not. Sarah Wayne Callies isn't Canadian. She lives in Canada. She lives in Canada. I don't think she's Canadian. Mm. She from The Walking Ooh. Dead. Yes. yes. That's what I thought. I was thinking that while I was watching. Um. Anyway, so do you guys? relate to these kind of clicks like did you do you watch this show or read these scripts thinking oh i fell into this sort of click growing up i'm not sure if this is just like super rural canada or what because we're we're coming from philly this is where we're recording from so um i never even been to canada i can't wait tyler's a hockey boy for sure yeah, most people who know me when they watch the show they assume that i'm going to be a hockey player because i grew up playing hockey so it's always a rude awakening for them when the <laughs> the actual condition a disappointment yeah. if you will yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so i'd probably say like but i wasn't like a hockey player like andrew and dylan where i you know i also did like musicals in school and i was doing like auditions and stuff so i was like not quite like those boys but i'd probably say i fit into the hockey guy category unfortunately yeah i feel like they're i i don't know that it's as well like I think it's just a watered down version of what you see in the show. Like I definitely uh, like they weren't called skids, but like I would have been part of like the, the smokers more... pit. What did you guys call them? But like I associated with people who did, but I didn't smoke because I. It's a very diplomatic answer. Yeah, that was mom too diplomatic. Of... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, because I was, I was a, like, I didn't fit. I, my point is I didn't fit in. And so I definitely fit in with the skid crowd, but we didn't call them that, but it was just definitely like that vibe. More of the outsiders. Everyone's welcome with the outsiders. Yeah. And, um, and I think every, every like community has a microcosm of, you know, like the group. And so I think that that's the relatable part. It's not necessarily how you define yourself, but the fact that you have your, microcosm within the community mm. Guernsey used to walk through the hallways bullying kids just bull so. just locker locker kids in the hallway he just, was brutal i hear just i just man. took i took teeth for payment <laughs> oh my gosh just a bag full of teeth just what <laughs> <laughs> the tooth collector they called him yeah exactly it was the tooth fairy i mean oh yeah. damn it oh it's, <laughs> it's not working out. Uh, <laughs> So to kind of stick with the skids, um, is is there kind of an undefined or unspoken hierarchy within them? Because there's been a lot of shuffling. Dev- seen the show? It by is him? very defined. Uh, 
has it ever been like actually spoken into existence though? Clearly Stewart is the de facto leader. There was some shuffling right. around with Devin in the earlier yeah. seasons until you triumphantly defeated him in the dance battle and, and won back the hat. One of the best scenes of the series, by the way, is that dance yeah. battle. Okay. Uh, should we expect any more shuffling within them? Could Rold maybe rise through the ranks? Anything from Connor and Darian, or are they just yes. going to continue vaping in the back? No, no. Rold will be the leader. Ooh, I love that. That's very on- ominous. Actually, someday I'll um, drink your blood. It almost <laughs> seems like he respects Stuart too much to try and overthrow him at this point. It's a really good point, but I will say that Tyler, like in real life, will talk to me at the beginning of seasons and be like, I really don't like how in the script this year, you've got more agency. I really don't like how you're talking back to me in the yeah. script this year. I, like he, Every single year it happens a bit more and he's not pleased with it, which is why I think Jacob and Jared are probably going to continue to do that to him. Yeah. Just to... I vocalize it on set too. I'm like, this would not happen. Roll would not talk to me like this. Constantly shouting it. Like, Jacob, I don't believe this moment. I don't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) They're losing the plot. It's cool that Connor and Darian are getting some more, some more love too. Cause those two guys have been uh, troopers since season one, episode one. Um, Danny and Pat are their names. And uh, now they've got, now they've got character names. They've been saying some lines as well. Full union members. Full union members. Well-deserved. And I'm trying to, Fill them into our hierarchy a little bit too. You'll notice this last season that I treat one of them in particular like garbage. I'm not going to say which one, but I've made a choice to treat one of them like garbage as well. So, so yeah, there's, there's, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely make sure that they know who's the, who's the boss. And I guess another question for Stuart specifically is what is his love life looking like going forward? There was a recent episode where I think it was the sleepover episode where you said, oh, I'm into Bonnie McMurray now, but it's been Katie for a while. You were into gay for a while there. Is there going to be someone in the future? I mean, Rold is ever lurking as kind of whatever's (laughs) going on there. Is there love in the future for Stuart? Um, You know, there's no immediate plans for love, Brian. When you get hurt enough times, your your heart turns into a shell. And uh, ain't that the truth? So many times. Um, So we're going to wait for it to warm back up. He's got some other... Um, things to take care of first. Um, but I hope he finds a love interest in the future. Um, I don't. Maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Gay comes back into the picture. We'll see. But, um, the McMurray's bed is always open. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, um, Stuart gets mad chicks. I need Roll to get mad dudes. I'm hoping that that's True. off screen. It's true. He does. I'm hoping that that's just that's off exactly, screen. That's that you, just assume, you just assume that Rold is fine. <laughs> I need him to be fine. Yeah, you know? yeah. Rold's always fine. Stuart doesn't let him hook up with anyone. Uh, would take away from <laughs> power. So yeah, Evan. I'm sorry. Rold just stays in the basement. Yeah. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure, sure. There's a window. There's a window in the back basement. It's very small, but I can fit through it. I've tried. While we're here, let's talk about Evan. The dancing in the finale was incredible. Mm. Tell me. Oh yeah. Literally everything about it. Please. Sure. So there's a there's a dancer in Toronto named Lady C who you saw in the dance um and she's like incredible. She's an amazing dancer. I believe Keith, I don't know if he found her from like Top Boy or something like that, but she's like a she's an amazing just uh pop and locker. She does a little bit of b-boy and stuff like that. Um she sent me a bunch of videos in advance being like I'm thinking something like this for the dances and Keese definitely had input cuz he loves dancing. I don't know if you know this about Keeso, but he's he's just he loves dancing. He loves music, it. Dancing. I can see it in the show. He loves honestly. music, he loves dancing. He you know picks all the music in the show. Um 
Wow. So he really wanted uh, this one song vibe. And um, so she would send me these videos about it. And it's like, she's, she's great. We, we got together on set. We workshop the dance, roll over her back, all that sort of stuff. And she was just like, she's a pro. She's super she duper was. good. And I got to have fun. Okay. Did, did you dance before? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I started I break tell. dancing when I was like very young. And then, um, yeah. I throughout my life have done various things to my body, which stopped me from dancing for a while. Uh, got got really into tricking. If you know what that is, it's like uh, gymnastics outside. It's like parkour, but you're not jumping off stuff. You're just doing like flips on the ground for no reason. Lifted my hip, pinched all the nerves on the left side of my body. Physio, you know the whole deal. That'll do it. Didn't that happen with the worm recently? Didn't you? That did, the worm recently. So I was at a, yeah, I was, yeah, I was doing the worm a bunch. And then uh, I just like bruised all my ribs doing the worm. I think being 32 is a problem. Anyway, I have danced for a lot of my life and it's nice to have dance brought back to me against my will. You can tell you look amazing in that. <laughs> thank you. I and that outfit too. was fire. Thank Such you. a good outfit. Yeah. Thank you tried you. to steal it, I think. <laughs> they wanted me to steal it. Yeah. Mm. Please take it off our hands. Kathleen, <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of getting up against the time barrier here. And I know you have a question for Melanie that you need to ask. I do. So um, I'm going to need you to play a real quick game with me. On Binge Town, we do Bang, Kill, Marry at the end of each oh. episode. So I'm yeah. going to have you do uh, my three favorite roles of yours, which is Winona Earp, Mrs. McMurray, and then Emily from Ready or Not. Hmm. Okay. So hold on. She's got to do those things to her own characters? Yeah. Yes. That's it's just like... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. This is a narcissist's fantasy. Yeah. So you All love right. it. <laughs> Wait, so you said... I know um, my answer. Uh, Winona, so Winona, Mrs. McMurray, and then Emily from Ready or Not. Uh, bang, kill Mary. Uh, bang, Mrs. McMurray. Always. You got it. Got her. <laughs> Would I, though? She'd be into some stuff that... Okay, yeah, kill Mrs. McMurray. I'm killing her. I'm killing her. Wow. I'm banging. Uh, I'm banging Winona because she'd be she'd be wild, but like not out of control. She wouldn't pee on me, kind of thing. And then um, I think I'd marry Emily because I think it'd just be easy. She's just always on drugs, and you're just like, go watch TV. <laughs> you're fine. Just go watch TV. Let me handle things. Perfect. Wow. But that is not how well I done. thought that was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that Mrs. McMurray was a lock for the bang. Me too. I, to, <laughs> I know, but think for of the experience, you know, kill Emily. Yeah. Of no, you're right. I think, I think what you said makes the most sense there. I don't want to get peed on. Yeah. True. I don't want to spoil anything, but for ready or not, but you might be in danger being Demons. around Emily at any time. Just don't give her a gun. Just put her in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> monitor the drugs. Well, thank you that was yeah. that was that amazing was, i love that that was great <laughs> no if you like to get peed on no judgment oh. I, it's i personally don't i agree with that all right i think we're wrapping up right you got any other questions no, I think it's good. And you said that Jared handpicks all the songs that yes. are are put into that that's amazing because yeah. The songs are great. They're amazing. I and I thought it would be yeah. maybe you two had some input because you're Tukak Shakur, like the DJs on the show. But <laughs> just that must Tukak. Just Tukak. Yeah. Just Tukak. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, no, Jared is wholly responsible. He's a huge music fan. He like, you know, he I think he takes uh, like 
he takes his time and he really does kind of select music that maybe a lot of people don't know. Like some of the artists have like a thousand yeah. listens on Spotify. Like it's, it, he's, he's really particular. And he's starting to write it into the scripts too. So you'll, mm-hmm. you know, a scene will be taking yeah. place and then he'll say like, you know, cue this song at the yeah. one 31 second mark. We, uh, coincidentally, I think it was the second to last episode where you guys are blown up on Vidvok and Riley and Jonesy are doing the butt thong thing, but the same song keeps repeating. I came for the low, low. We actually interviewed that guy like a month ago. Oh, it was very random. And I heard it in the show. I'm like, oh my gosh, they did the song. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Party with Ray. He, He was awesome. What's up, guys? So the audio got cut off there at the end. So you missed us praising these three amazing actors. But the gist is this. Evan and Tyler as Roland and Stewart have chemistry that just is absolutely off the charts. And Melanie Scrivano is a comedy genius as showed in everything she's ever been in, if you know what I mean. Uh, we were just so lucky to get the chat with them and super pumped. So if you haven't watched Letterkenny, go watch Letterkenny on Hulu. It's so funny and so weird and so perfect. And these were just three of the characters that you're going to absolutely fall in love with. And again, if you haven't watched Winona Earp, what the F are you waiting for? Get on that. And also, go listen to our coverage of Season 4 on Bingetown TV. Duh! The episode will also be dropping in video form very soon. So, look out for that. And that's all we got. We are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening and hanging out. We love y'all. Bye! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 